because Piano Maestro is such a visual and auditory experience, they are actually seeing where those notes occur in the measure. And they're seeing how long they have to hold that note in a visual way as well as an auditory way. So playing along with a metronome as a backing track versus a metronome, which is just the tick, um, makes it a little more immersive and it makes it a little more attention uh, it requires more attention of theirs, both visually and auditorially. Hi, I'm Ben Capolo, and welcome to All Keyed Up, Creative Conversations for Today's Piano Teachers. Thanks so much for listening. Today, I will be speaking with Becky Laurent. Becky Laurent is Music Education Specialist for JoyTunes, President of her local MTA, Social Media Chair for Texas MTA, President of Caprock Music Foundation, an author, teacher, director of a large music school in West Texas, manager of artists and teachers, business consultant, guest presenter for state, local, and national conferences, performer, event coordinator, head swim team parent, room mom, family mom, wife, and friend. She's also an advanced copy reader for some amazing authors and is a character in several bestsellers. She's often found popping in and out of Facebook groups at all hours of the day and night because she doesn't sleep. She speaks three languages fluently and is working on a fourth. She attributes her success to having ADHD function as a superpower. Becky, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. As your bio mentioned, you work for JoyTunes. According to the website, JoyTunes has been chosen by Apple and Google as one of their top apps, and it's used by about 10% of U.S. piano teachers. I'm proud to include myself among that 10%, and I use JoyTunes products in my studio all the time. I believe the teachers listening to this episode will be a mix in that there'll be some who probably use JoyTunes already and want to explore it even more deeply, but then there are also some who've probably never heard of it. For those of us who are just getting started, can you give the basic elevator pitch for what JoyTunes is and what your role is there as a music education specialist? Yes, totally, totally. This is my favorite topic of all to talk about <laughs> all things JoyTunes. I love talking about JoyTunes. Um, so JoyTunes is a, a, an app development company based in Tel Aviv, Israel, and their goal is to gamify the learning process of how to read music. Um, and they do that through apps. They're an app development company. So their primary teacher-based um, app is an app called Piano Maestro. It is iPad only. Um, so it's not really designed for Android or Kindle Fires or any of those. It's designed for um, for iPad. And basically, the, the app is designed to help you, the teacher, as much as possible, make sight reading fun. I want to talk about this idea of gamifying the music process, specifically with the JoyTunes app that I use the most in my studio, which is Piano Maestro. For those of our listeners who don't know, the basic premise of Piano Maestro is that notes go across the screen and you play these notes with your piano and the app gives you ratings based on how accurately you play. The app is definitely structured in a game-like format with different levels, star ratings, fun graphics, etc. But in my opinion, gamifying piano playing in this way is more than just being fun. It has a very substantive pedagogical value. So, for instance, it takes some of what is gained by using a metronome, but with many added benefits. Can you talk about the benefits of using Piano Maestro as opposed to the old-fashioned way of just using a metronome? Well, the problem with metronomes that I find, especially among young students, is that they forget to listen to the metronome. Mm. 
just forget mm-hmm. to listen to it. And because Piano Maestro is such a visual and auditory experience, they are actually seeing where those notes occur mm-hmm. in the measure. And mm-hmm. they're seeing how long they have to hold that note um, in a visual way as well as an auditory way. So playing along with a metronome as a backing track versus a metronome, which is just the tick, um, makes it a little more immersive and it makes it a little more attention. Uh, it, it requires more attention mm-hmm. of theirs, both visually and auditorially. So that is, I think, one of the really, really cool things about Piano Maestro is that they actually see time moving versus when you just put a a book in front of a student, they don't actually see that as time moving. And Piano Maestro is really, really good at visually showing them how time moves in music. And that is just amazing. Um, The other thing that I find with students who use Piano Maestro on a regular basis is that stutter, that sight reading stutter, absolutely eliminated. They don't Mm -hmm. do that anymore. Even when they're reading a piece of music out of a book, they no longer stutter over those notes. They don't stop and look at the note and then look at you and then wait for your confirmation that they're about to hit the right note. They don't do that anymore. And I that is a huge developmental step that the younger you start them with Piano Maestro, um, the more they learn and they just, they grow over that whole, you know, note sight reading stutter thing that drives everybody you know, just keep going. Stop stopping. Just keep. Going. They don't do that anymore. And I think that one of the, the, the two, those are the two most significant benefits of having um, a, and playing along with a backing track. Aside from the fact that it just sounds more musical, you know, you mm-hmm. just the kids sound like they're playing a song. Um, even if it's something that only has three notes in it, they actually sound like they're in the band, they're making music, and it gives them that motivation to continue practicing um, because they sound good. Yeah, I really like that idea that playing with a backing track and seeing the visual cues ensures that if something goes wrong, you keep going. You can't really assure that with a metronome. I know in my studio, when I've tried using metronomes, what will happen is they'll start out with the metronome and then when they get a note wrong, they'll just pause and then wait to play the right note and then kind of try to get back on track. But in Piano measure, you can't do that. You have to keep going because it just will clash too much and you'll see visually um, that it won't work. So it really forces the student to just plow through and pays an emphasis on the steady beat. Yeah. Uh, I want to deep dive a little bit more about this idea of playing along with a steady beat um, using metronomes or um, piano maestro. I've been reading a lot of um, Jake, Janine Jacobson's books on piano pedagogy, and when she talks about metronomes, she says that she believes that you should start out playing simpler songs than your actual playing level with a metronome before you do your real repertoire just so a student can get an experience of what playing with a metronome is like. I'm interested if you advise a similar strategy with Piano Maestro. So if I'm trying out Piano Maestro on an intermediate or advanced student, do you recommend still starting with the early levels regardless so the student can become comfortable with the Piano Maestro experience before plunging full on into using it for pieces at their playing level? You know, that's a really interesting question. Um, and I'm going to answer it, but probably not the way you expect me to. <laughs> okay. Um, because I don't think for my intermediate students, when I have a transfer student come in um, and I put Piano Meister in front of them for the first time, um, 
I always make them do the very first chapter of Piano Maestro, which is middle C. That's all. Yeah, I was going to say. I like that rocking song. That's one of my students. Yeah, it's rocking. (laughs) Rocking. Um, I always have all of my students, regardless of what level they're at, start with that song. Not because I want them to learn how to play with the metronome, but because I want them to get used to the music interface, because I want them to get used Mm. to the app interface. Not so much that, um, because by the time they're an intermediate piano student, they mostly kind of know how to manage time in music. Um, What they they're not necessarily great at is being super accurate with it. Mm-hmm. And Piano Maestro requires, because it's a computer, it's all math, it requires that they be really, really accurate with um, their timing. And so while they may have played with a metronome before, um, Piano Maestro is now listening to them. And I always have them start with rocking because I'm like, okay, you need to get to know how this computer is going to react to what you're playing because it is a computer. It is listening to you play and going to evaluate you based on math um, because it's a program. So ones and zeros. So you need to start with the first exercise in the first song in Piano Maestro so that you can see how it works and then, and then there's sight reading tests so they can skip and do things that are harder or I'll move right into the library, which is not locked. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can play songs out of the library. But again, as you say, you do, I always start them with something way significantly below mm-hmm. their actual playing level, just to make sure that they can really understand how playing with a backing track and playing with the backing track and a computer that's evaluating them um, works at the same time. Yeah, that's great advice. And I know that's a mistake I made when I first started using Piano Maestro was I did try to start every student at their playing level. And I noticed very quickly my beginner students were succeeding a lot more than my intermediate students. And I think what I then interpreted as a playing issue was just, a, as you say, understanding the interface issue. So that's great advice to start every student, no matter what their level is, with the early songs such as Rocking or those other ones that explore middle C. And then once they become familiar with the interface, you can take it from there. Another element of Piano Maestro that I really admire is the method matching. In my lessons, I'm always thinking about how to make all the activities in a lesson integrated um, rather than kind of, okay, five minutes of theory, five minutes of games, five minutes of the method book. And I believe that this method matching is an excellent way to tie in Piano Maestro to everything else the student is learning. Can you talk about this feature and discuss how this augments the experience of just learning from method books the old-fashioned way? Well, to start, um, the method match process in Piano Maestro is uh, is defined a couple of ways. We have um, a, a group of books, or not books, a, a group of music um, in the library, the Piano Maestro library, which is based loosely based on the Piano Adventures um, units in mm-hmm. each of the in each of the levels. So you can use that method match. If you are using Piano Adventures, Piano Adventures books, method books are not actually in the app, but we did. Oh, I see. I get it. So to be sure I understand, it's like if you're at this page in Piano Adventures, you can probably play this song on Piano Maestro. Yes. And so we went through the entire Piano Maestro library 
and we matched what the concepts were being taught in each of those units within the piano adventures books. And we gave, we give you a list of songs that kind of match those concepts. So if you're a teacher who's using piano, um, piano adventures books and you want just a little bit like in piano adventures in the red book, I think um, there's a, what is it? Forest. It's something, something about a forest. Anyway, it's one song. They give you one song to learn F A C and E um, in the trouble class. And it's one song. It's one song. <laughs> Most kids need a little bit yeah. more to learn yes. F A C and E because it's a different hand position. They've got to do mm-hmm. a crossover thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's one song in the book and I always feel like they needed more. Um, and so if you go to the method match section, you can, you can find that, space where there's mm. more material there. So it's yeah. really, really handy to have that there if you're a Piano Adventures teacher. Even if you're not a Piano Adventures teacher um, and you find that whatever method book you're using, Alfred, you know, um, Alfred, Helen, or whatever, um, you can use the the library to find pieces that match what you want them mm. to do. So if you're looking for songs in the key of G, um, you can you can search the library through the key of G. You can uh, there's lots of ways to search for material that you're using. Um, I say all of that, and then I'm gonna follow that up with the really the best way for you to be able to match the material that's in the app with what your students are doing is for you to play. You get in there and you play everything in the library so you know where everything is, um, and then you can pull it out as you need it for that particular student. Yes, I can vouch for the benefits of going and playing through the library yourself. Staying on this idea of using Piano Maestro in a way that feels integrated with the rest of the lesson, whether through method matching or not, you have a very helpful YouTube video I watched from a few years ago where you outlined different possible schedules for 30-minute piano lessons, and you talked about how Piano Maestro could fit into each one. I'm sure there are many teachers who are sold on Piano Maestro, but are still working on getting into a groove of figuring out the most effective way to use it in their studios. Can you offer some thoughts as to how to incorporate Piano Maestro into a lesson in a way that fits into a clearly structured lesson, as opposed to using it as a fun five-minute tag-on at the end of the lesson, the way I used to do when I first started using Piano Maestro? Well, when I first started using um, technology in my classes, and that goes all the way back to before Piano Maestro, I started using technology in my classes back in 93, 1993. So probably a lot of people were not even born then um, because I am really old. (laughs) When I started using it, it was not, I never used technology as a reward at the end of a class. However, Piano Maestro is a totally different animal than what was available back in the early 90s. So for new mm-hmm. teachers, I do suggest while you are, you know, getting your feet wet in Piano Maestro, definitely use it for like the last five minutes of class so that your students can get used to the idea of having Piano mm-hmm. Maestro as um, a, a reward for actually getting Yeah, that's what I did in the and, beginning. And that's totally great. That is a great way to get your feet wet in it. As you personally explore Piano Maestro's library, as you become more and more familiar with the content, then it's much easier for you to slot in um, where you want to put Piano Maestro in into your lesson. So for example, at my studio, um, every year 
we go through all of the skills. Every student at every level has to do all of the skills, right? So the first thing they do when they come in the class into their 30 minute lesson is, um, and it, you know, there's always that like overlap where you're still finishing up your last student while the new student is coming in, they're getting their stuff out, they're doing the things. My students are trained that they need to come in and just to get into the mindset of the music lesson from, and let go of whatever was going on in their day. Um, they just come in and they start doing their scales while I'm finishing up whatever it is that I am doing. Um, the other thing that I really, really love about Piano Maestro is there's a, a feature for teachers um, called the teacher report at the end. It's, it's available to any time yeah. you want to look at it to see what your students are playing. If they have an iPad at home, um, you can see what they're playing at home because this always happens. You ask them, what kind of music do you like? And they look at you like deer in the headlights and they're like, I don't listen to music. I have that all the time in my studio and I'm always stunned when students respond in that way. But the teacher report shows you what they are playing at home. So you can see what they're through their history, what they're playing in the library. And it gives you some insight into what kind of music they like. Do they like show tunes? Do they like video game music? Do they like hymns? Do they like classical music? You get to see that. And so that's um, when I ask my students, okay, so I'm going to, I'm just going to open the library for you. What do you want to play in Piano Maestro? They, I have never had a student look at me and say, um, I don't know. They always know what they want to go in and play. And and that is really helpful, I think, information for you as a teacher um, to see. Yeah. So it's not just that you're giving them five minutes as a at the end of class as a reward for, you know, having practiced at home and gotten through all the material that you assigned. You're also being able to see what kind of music they like. And that will help you guide their lessons further. That's great. I really like that suggestion you made before about the waiting room. I mean, just when you thought there was no other element of a lesson that Piano Maestro could make more fun, not just the sight reading part, but also the waiting room is now more fun <laughs> because of Piano Maestro. Um, although today we really focused on Piano Maestro, um, I know that's not all that JoyTunes offers. Can you speak a little bit to the other programs that JoyTunes offers besides Piano Maestro? So we are predominantly piano teachers. Um, piano piano is, is definitely my bread and butter, um, but it's not the only uh, instrument that I teach. I also teach guitar. Um, JoyTunes has recently released, um, and by recently, I mean like seven or eight months ago. Uh, no, that's not true. It's been a year. I just saw that in my Facebook memories. It's one year old. Um, piano, uh, JoyTunes has released Simply Guitar, so if you're a guitar teacher or you teach piano and guitar, um, guitar Simply Guitar is another app that JoyTunes is offering that is amazing for getting kids, anyone actually, not really kids, um, onto the instrument and playing and learning how to move across the fretboard, learning how to play chords, and they're learning how to play chords as JoyTunes apps always do, um, along with the backing track. So right away, it's a very immersive experience. Uh, I really, I really enjoy having that. Now it's not teacher friendly. It's really single user. So each of your students will have to have their own, um, simply guitar, uh, account subscription, but it is really, really worth, um, the, the money. It really is really, really great for students. Um, we also have another product called uh, Simply Piano, 
Um, Simply Piano is another one not really designed for teachers to use. So the content is is not nearly as structured. It's not nearly, you know, as pedagogically sound as Piano Maestro is. Um, P Simply Piano is designed for older students. So 14 and older, maybe 12. Um, I'm just going to add here that because Simply Piano is designed for adults, um, there's not quite as much watching of the Disney kind of languages and topics in the music. Um, so you might see some music in there that is a little on the, not for four-year-olds. Um, you might see some songs in Simply Piano's library that are not super child-friendly. Um, they're not, they're not, you know, we're not talking about drugs and sex and rock and roll kind of stuff, but it's a little bit questionable. Um, so, you know, you need to be a little bit careful with Simply Piano, but it is, um, it, for your older students, it is a, a method of um, teaching that gives them an enormous amount of control on what they want to learn. That was the, the concept behind Simply Piano is to approach it kind of like when you go to college, you have to do some basic stuff and then you kind of get to pick what it is that you want to learn. And so that's how Simply Piano is laid out. You do some, some basic coursework, you learn how to read music, you learn how to read chords, but then you can choose um, whether you want to go the soloist track or if you want to do just chords and lead sheet track and you continue to learn along those lines and you can switch back and forth between the two. But if you are somebody who just wants to play chords for, you know, your praise and worship band at church, you can go through the chord track and learn how to read a lead sheet, learn how to play chords, um, learn how to play, you know, a jazz lead sheet from these courses and that's kind of cool. And then there's some standalone courses for things like Turkish March and for Elise. And um, there's a couple Bach pieces in there um, that are just standalone courses. So you learn how to play the song um, through the through the app. Uh, can you finally uh, tell our listeners a bit about where they can go to learn more about you and about Joy Tunes? Um, so I am on Facebook. You can always find me on Facebook. If you're in any of the piano teacher groups, I'm probably in the piano teacher group. So you can just look me up, Becky Tapia Laurent, um, anywhere I'm I'm. I've Yes, I have to say very quickly, in preparation for this interview, I did go on several piano teacher groups and just searched your name to see what I could find. And the volume of comments was quite overwhelming. <laughs> I have I have many things to say. I have many, <laughs> many things to say. And I have opinions about all of them. That's good. Um, so yeah, you can always find me on Facebook. If you want to reach out to me directly, you can uh, you can always get me at Becky, B-E-C-K-I dot laurent l-a-u-r-e-n-t as in time at joytunes.com so you can meet you can reach me there um you can always message me on facebook i'm uh, literally always on facebook always on facebook um and and i'm happy to answer any questions if you have any questions about you know um life music swimming whatever <laughs> 
Okay. Well, I really have to thank you for coming on the podcast and for everything you do. I know I can speak for many other teachers when I say that my teaching has gotten so much better since I started using Joy Tunes and Piano Maestro in my studio. So really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Well, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share this with everybody. And if you are not um, a member of MTNA, um, please, 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 please consider joining MTNA and going to the conference. JoyTunes will have a booth at MTNA where you can further explore. We've got a couple of videos and I'm going to do a really deep dive into how to use Piano Maestro um, in our showcase. That will be uh, Monday, the Monday, the I don't know what the date is. It'll be the Monday of MTNA um, and it'll be live. So if you have questions, you can ask me those questions live. Great. And thanks to all of you for tuning in to All Keyed Up Creative Conversations for today's piano teachers. I'll see you next time. Music